Welcome, Guten Tag. Uh, before we begin today, uh, quick update. Uh, I finally have an email address for this thing. I'm kind of settling in, thinking, hey, let's do this maybe for a little bit longer at least. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, suggestions, anything at all, even if it's just a vent and, and rant about uh, your own drinking problems, send them on in. Um, certainly respect privacy and all that kind of stuff. So unless you specifically tell me to, it will not be shared on any podcast or anything like that. Um, anyway, more than a drunk at gmail.com, more than a drunk at gmail.com. So on uh, the name of the podcast at gmail.com. So there's there. Uh, also Twitter. Uh, I've had this all along. I just, I don't really use it and certainly not. And, and I'll, I probably never use it at the way that it's supposed to, but Twitter, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm tweeting out there, um, at more than a drunk, uh, is the handle there. So two ways to get hold of me. Shoot me anything that, that you want. Uh, I got a lovely card from a friend of mine today, so thank you if you're listening. Uh, definitely a nice little shot in the arm to get me through today. Anyway, so yeah, reach out to me and, uh, and away we go. Why do I drink? All right, that's, that's the million dollar question, right? That's the whole reason why I'm in the boat I am today. Why do I drink? Well, I guess the, the, the reason why I'm in the boat is because I do drink. But the why behind it, I mean, it, it seems obvious, right? To get drunk. Well, you know, I never, I never set, set out to get drunk. You know, there, there's, that, there's that lovely little area in there to where you're, you're just buzzing just enough. And that's what I always sought for when I was drinking. Some nights uh, I went way past it. Uh, it rarely would I fall short. That's for sure. But I mean, really, wh- why? You know, what's wh- what's the reason? Why did I fall into the habit of drinking nearly every night and for a long time every night? That's a question I think for for everyone. And and a lot of them, you know, and especially when you're making the justification for ha- for opening that first drink two things before you start recording a podcast do not eat peanut m&ms it gums up your mouth and drinking sparkling water is probably also not a good idea it's getting me through all of this but it's not a good idea you get the burps i mean the the, the justification of that first beer is is at least for me was always kind of a, a couple different things one it's it's you know Oh, I'm, I'm just going to have the one to, to unwind, you know, just kind of relax. Kids are stressing me out. This is stressing me out. You know, I'm just going to have the one. It'll loosen up, and, and then I'll be fine. And it never works that way that you only have the one, or that one is what relaxes you. Because then as soon as you have that first one, then your mind immediately starts racing to, okay, we need to have our second one. Can we have our second one? Should we have our second one? No, we shouldn't. We really shouldn't. We should stop at one. But man, the second one sounds really good, you know. And then you could just have a second one, and then you'll be fine. You'll be all right. It's okay. And then next thing you know, you're seven or eight in, uh, which thankfully for me uh, occurred usually after the kids were in bed, uh, or the kids weren't around at all because they were elsewhere. Uh, which I guess if the kids aren't around, then then elsewhere is where they would be. Managing stress is not something that alcohol can do, right? 
typically it only creates stress because if you have if you have just the one then you're stressed out about having a second one or not having a second one or if you slip and you're all of a sudden you're three sheets to the wind you wake up the next morning you're hung over so now you have to perform whatever duties you need to perform but hung over or you got a terrible night's sleep or a myriad of things now you just have even more stress on your plate another another reason uh and it's the one that I, i used the most to justify how much i drank was quieting my brain um, or, or just unlocking it and just, just to, to getting myself out of my own way. I don't know how many times I told myself that, that, you know, if, if only I have like four or five, I'll be good. And, I, and I'll still be able to be myself and do what I need to do, but it'll be easier. And I think we all know that's a, that's a load of horse crap. You can't just stop there. And then you're still, you know, your mind is still on that next drink. No matter what's going on, you're sitting there thinking. And if you're in a social situation, it's even worse. Because then you're sitting there. Not only are you thinking about your next drink and trying to tell yourself not to drink it, but then you're also like, well, if I have another one, will other people notice that and then think that I have a problem? And and how do I manage that? And, and do what, what's the right number of drinks to have? And you know what? Maybe I'll just follow this guy over here when he gets a drink. But you know what? Oh, my God. He's only he's still on his first one. And OK, I just need another one. Screw this. So see, it, it doesn't quiet the brain. It doesn't let you do anything better. And now you have the now you have the additional stress of sitting there thinking through what's socially acceptable and whether or not you need that, that next drink. Kind of along those lines, you know, making it easier to to perform some task. And I think I've given the example before that with like interviews to where, you know, if, if I have just the right amount, I can give a stellar interview. And then the interview that landed me a job was I, I stone sober. You know, maybe maybe there's there's a you know cause and effect there, perhaps. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist. Another super popular one, you know, you're out at the bar trolling for ladies, as as I always do. And you're like, oh, you know, let me have a couple just to kind of loosen up. And, and then that way I can stroll on up to the lady and 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 then I'll be slurring my words and she'll not. Blah, blah. That's usually that's that's what happened to me. Or it, it when I was out and about, typically it would, everything would be going great. And then I'd hit some point to where I'd gone too far. Drunk me is... Um, Typically, I, I, my theory of when you're drunk, it's not a different person. It is, it is the person that is like inside of you that would come out all of the time if you had no thoughts of conforming to society around you, right? If you had no thoughts to fitting in or any of that kind of stuff, drunk you is who you would be all of the time unfiltered me it can be a bit much in trying to entertain people i enjoy entertaining people uh, making them laugh doing whatever Uh, unfortunately i can go over the top and without fail going out and about i would always hit that point to where it's like oh yep no i've gone too far and then i'm not having fun the rest of the night because i know i've gone too far and it's just kind of jarring, I guess, uh, to, to, to drunk me to say, oh, God, you're drunk. God damn it. Why did you get drunk? 
Now you're too far gone. Now you can't have any fun. You just sit here. Which then, of course, drags everyone else down around you. And so it doesn't help in that situation, right? And, and it's especially when, when you can't stop at that one, two, three drinks. And you go too far. And, and, and God, God help, help you if, if, you're the, if you're the type that has some anger inside of you that's just waiting to come out. And so now you're getting into fights to where you're getting thrown out of bars or thrown out of friend's house, breaking stuff, breaking body parts. It's the most expensive thing to break is a body part. Um, so so e- even that path leads down to some some not fun things and some very counterproductive things from where you were going into all of this. And now it's, oh, shit. I've made an ass out of myself. And the one that, that I think, uh, the, the number one excuse kind of in this category for drinking that I think has the most validity to it, and that is handling in-laws. Um, I mean, if, if you're going to be around a group of people that pretty much hate you anyway, you might as well you might as well forget it or just make an ass out of yourself and have something to blame, right? Ah, uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Another one, just ritual. And, and I think some of that, kind of the, the, the quieting the brain and the ritual part of it, um, one thing I, I've noticed since I quit drinking is I drink a lot, period. I pretty much have a drink, and now it's all non-alcoholic, but a drink with me at all times of the day. You know, I start in the morning with either a pop or a crystal light with caffeine in it. And then I'll probably have a second one. And then, you know, around lunchtime, then I switch to water for, for, for a couple of them. And then I have that in the afternoon. And now in the evenings, I have sparkling water. Uh, I found a delicious uh, root beer, uh, WBC Chicago style, that uh, while incredibly sweet, which my sweet tooth is fully back now, while incredibly sweet, which is nice because then, then I only have one. And, you know, I really I don't need any more liquid calories than I already get throughout a day. So we only have one, but it, it comes in like in a dark glass bottle. So it feels like drinking a beer in, in a way. And it's just it's very satisfying since I've kind of made it as like my treat drink of the day. Popping that open and, and downing it is uh, it's delicious. It, it lasts all of like five minutes before I have it all gone because, again, I just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink, which when you have a problem with alcohol is not a good thing because you find yourself three sheets to the wind far too often. And, and you know, with, with ritual, it's, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of the common thing in social settings that, you know, you go out and you go out to happy hour and you have drinks or you go to a party and you have drinks. You know, you go out with friends, you go out to the game, you go, you know, you go home, you're watching football on the weekends, you're having drinks. You know, everywhere here, it's just, you know, alcohol is part of the ritual, which and and again, if you're someone that has no problem stopping at one, two, three beers or one, you know, that many drinks, more power to you. A little bit jealous at the same time. Not really. You know, I've noticed in the last uh, what am I on the calendar says 34 days. So so when I close up shop here and and head to bed, uh, it'll be 34 days. Uh, I have not. You know, there's nothing about drinking that I've really missed. You know, maybe the taste. You know, I, I actually enjoyed some of the taste. 
some days it was it was better than others and of course with anything especially especially with drinking because with with drinking you tend to only drink one thing one or two things right like for me it was um well towards the end it was corona and crown royal right so one of those two things which if you ask me to to eat one or two things for every meal for even more than three days i would i would riot in the streets demanding uh, which you know maybe that's a little little insensitive right now however anyway i would riot in the streets to get a wider variety of food but yeah when it comes to drinking it's just like oh that's what i do that's what i get and we're gonna be fine with it but that's where i mean evil brain is a master of trickery you know it 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 doesn't matter if you've spent you know the last five minutes five hours five days weeks whatever telling yourself you're not going to have a drink evil brain will come in and say but you can have just one that's all you need and then i'll go away and nobody will have to know that we just had the one drink and then as soon as you have the one drink it turns into you know a raging asshole and get you to drink a second one and third one so forth and so on and all because of some some bullcrap justification that it it convinced you of like oh you know it's just really we just you know we need to relax or you know it's been two months since you had one you know let's let's celebrate let's you know let's have one let's see what it's like now that we haven't drank in so long let's see how how easy it is to get drunk that's literally something my brain has told myself in the last week and i am curious don't get me wrong i'm 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 curious about a great many things, many of which are highly addictive substances that that I will just have to always remain curious of, like like meth or or crocodile, the drug that that literally makes your flesh fall off of your body. Like how amazing is that high that you take that drug? And I'm sure most people know, well, you know, I take that back. I'm sure most people probably didn't know that it caused flesh to fall off their body. If they did read it somewhere, that's where Evil Brain steps in saying, well, you know, that's not going to happen to us. They're just, they're the, you know, the people that happens to, they're bad people. They're evil people. I'm not sure if I like this voice for Evil Brain. It's, it's almost like incompetent brain instead of evil. But at the same time, I don't really want to give it a truly evil voice. Anyway it just sits there and it, it, it constantly works on you and that's whatever tactics you can come up with to stall evil brain that you got to put them in, in into effect when when it starts making all of these justifications as to why we can have one why we need to go to the store and get a drink all right and and i've i've had a few days to where it's and and i one day i remember i was at my parents house and they have they have beer there. And typically, when I go back there, I drink. You know, I have four or five beers. Um, there, I'm a little more controlled than I am at home because you know I, I don't want to drink the entire supply. That would be socially unacceptable. Then people would start putting it together like, oh, maybe he has a drinking problem. And I don't want people to do that, right? Again, all of those just justifications. The the stalling tactic worked for me there to where. It was, you know, like, oh, God, I could just go out to the fridge and I crack one open and down it and I'd be fine. And and I kept telling myself, OK, you know, I'm going to do this. Then we can do that. 
right? I'm going to finish what I'm doing right here. Then I'm going to go to the fridge and get it. And then when I finished that task, either I'd forgotten about it and I started a new task to where then I could kind of kick that cycle off, off again. Um, or it's just a matter of like, oh, you know, that's way out there and I'm sitting over here and I'm kind of comfy. It, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was tough. It was, but I made it through. So, you know, it's, you win some and you lose some. Hopefully I won't be losing any. But um, but that day it was, it was successful, the delay tactic. Otherwise, and, and partly, thank God for all the quarantine stuff and all of the, the, the COVID stuff to where it's, you know, bars either haven't been open or I don't want to go there with all of the types that are going to rush out to a bar immediately after they open during the middle of a pandemic. I don't want to be around those kind of people. And I was never a big fan of going to bars anyway. They play loud music, and I'm an old man, and I do not like loud music. For the record, I'm 37 years old, but I'm an old man. I've never liked loud music. And so, so they play it, and it just kind of it ruins ruins everything. The and 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 I mean, with with all of these justifications, you know, of course, there's a study out there that's that's looked at why do people drink. The, the one I was reading, it was published back in 1993, but I'm sure it's it's still very valid for, for today. I mean, human beings are human beings. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, and, and they boiled it down to basically two reasons why you drink. And one is to cope. And, you know, you see this like in the movies to where, you know, the hero, he gets some sort of bad news or maybe they're, 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 almost defeated and he's like oh damn it i need a i need a shot he takes a shot and then he can handle whatever's going on um and then the other reason they found was was to socialize so again with the happy hour with with all of the you know drinking at sporting events and parties and watching football on the couch on sundays you know all of those things um kind of those those two main ones and they found that the the people that have substance use problems it's it's much more of much more likely to deal with the coping which i and I, I guess makes sense right so if you already have a problem dealing with stress and you know that if you get blackout drunk you're not thinking about it um or stressful times lead you to drinking more anyway cuz none of this is none of us started out as alcoholics right like we, none of us started out drinking 10, 11, 12 beer. Well, I shouldn't say none, vast majority of us anyway. So none of us start off as alcoholics, right? Start off drinking probably fairly normally. Uh, and then as things go on, we start leaning on alcohol more and more and more and more to where, you know, when bad news happens. And I remember when, when my dog died last fall, first thing I did after getting the news or whatever, or, or in the middle of it, well, let's pour ourselves a shot, right? I think when you have a problem with alcohol, even the socializing of it becomes a coping mechanism to where you're stressed out about going out and being able to, to handle the situation and so, and be social and all of those kind of things. So then you cope with that stress by piling on the booze and you may even pregame. Who knows? Well, and, and, and even in the study, they, they, they found that a lot of people that use alcohol, then this was self-identified. So who knows in that study of people who had drinking problems that were trying to cover it up? Anyway, 
found that basically when you are using it to socialize, a lot of times that leads into coping and drinking problems. Um, the interesting, interesting part of that, that article was that the average monthly consumption was 24 drinks in a, in a rough two day span for me. That's, that's how much I would drink was 24. So that just, I mean, and, and I was doing, I I don't want to say regularly, but I bet at least two, three times a month or twice, twice a month. I bet I would do that. I have a two day stretch where I would drink that many, maybe a three day stretch, you know, a two day and a three day stretch. It's just mind boggling. Like looking back at it, how much alcohol I drank. Good God. Long story short, a lot of this is those of us with drinking problems, we, we need to figure out how to, to cope with what life throws at us, right? We, we, we can't turn to alcohol every single time. You know, that's, that's what we've done. And now, now we have the fun job of reprogramming our brains to cope in other ways. And that's where, I mean, if you can afford it, and even if you can't, um, SAMHSA.gov, they are the f- federal, federal government's agency or whatever to help you find resources to quit drinking or handle drug abuse. All those, basically, basically any kind of substance abuse that you have going on, they can, uh, they can help you out in terms of finding either if you can afford it, resources that you pay for. If you can't afford it, finding resources that um, that offer their services at low cost, no cost, all that kind of stuff. Um, again, if you're a veteran, check out the VA. The VA. This is this is every day for them dealing with people with substance abuse problems, right? Trust me, they have not. They they have not. Uh, you cannot give them a scenario that they have not heard of and helped someone through. Uh, and of course, support groups, whether that's AA, if that's smart recovery, if that's you know somebody in your in your church, if you're religious, if if you did any sort of digging around, someone in your family or a close family friend has has gone through alcohol abuse problems or drug abuse problems, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it can be scary telling people. Um, you know, that, that, that you have a problem that you're dealing with because then you get, you know, all of these years you spent time, effort, and, and brain power convincing people you didn't have a problem now to come around and just spill the beans. That's not easy. Anyway, yeah, just, just reaching out to whatever sort of support network group, anything that you can, uh, to help you through to, to kind of relearn those coping skills avoiding social drinking situations at least for the first while after you quit um one thing i was talking with my lady at the va who's helping me through some of this stuff is is i guess when you quit drinking obviously you have the first period where it really sucks and then you have a period where it's like oh this isn't quite so bad and then you go through another period where this really sucks and then you kind of bounce around for about six months until your brain you know all of the the chemicals in your brain the serotonin the i can't remember the other one um Dopamine, dopamine and serotonin, that, you know, what they kind of normalize over the next period of time as your brain figures stuff out uh, on how to live without alcohol. So it's just at least for that little while. I mean, it, 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 if you can't, it, I mean, if you can be honest with the group that wants to go out and do the drinking and say, hey, look, nope, 
I, you know, I, I can't trust myself drinking. I, I will end up drinking too much, which then you'll get the, oh, no, you're fine. You, we, we'll make sure you only have one. And that's where you gotta, you gotta stand up for yourself. And it's not easy. It's, it's not. Um, gotta stand up and say, nope, I, I know I can't, you know, just this time, you know, I'll take a rain check for next time. You know, give me a call in a few weeks or next week or, you know, whatever it is. And, and honestly, if, if, if that group doesn't want you hanging out with them anymore because you're like, nope, I got to quit drinking for, for myself, screw them, right? If they don't want you around for you being sober, they are not your friends. Um, and if, if you can't be honest with them or, you know, and I know, you know a lot of people climbing the corporate ladder, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and so you, and you can't avoid the, the outing or anything like that. Um, when you get there, get with the bartender, get with the waitress, let them know like, Hey, you know, I, I need some mocktails. I hate that word, but whatever. Need, need some help making it look like you're drinking without actually drinking. Uh, so that way at least you have someone there in on your side. And if there's anyone that you can confide in, it's someone in the bar and restaurant business because alcoholism is rampant in that industry which makes sense i mean you have basically unlimited booze for the bartenders long story short do what you can to at least get somebody in that room on your side so that way it's it you know no one else is the wiser if if, like if you don't want to be honest with them if you can't be honest uh, so that way, at least, at least you give yourself a fighting chance. Um, and that's really all you can do. Just give yourself a fighting chance to get through today. Best wishes to you all. It's, it's not an easy journey. You know, as much as I want to sit here and say that in the last few weeks have been easy, they really haven't. Um, you know, every single day it's a challenge at some point to, uh, to not hop in the car and go to the, go to the, the grocery store and, and get a, uh, get a bottle just keep getting through this minute through this hour through this day and we'll worry about tomorrow when it comes um until then just know that for today i will not drink with you best wishes